Welcome to the Black Parade, preaching to Hollywood, and a lot of bumper stickers and church signs. We get pawned to death in this show. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Stay tuned. A radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. To see the face of God is to be destroyed. So God now veils himself in, in the flesh and blood of Jesus. And he uses that, those means, namely his flesh and his blood, his life and, and his death, he uses those means to save us. And when we were baptized at the font with God's name placed upon us in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, with the sign of the cross being placed upon our forehead and our hearts marking as ones redeemed. We were adopted as sons of God. Uh, I think... Oh, huh? 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 Oh, oh. Are we doing the show now? Is the theme over? It's like a nightmare, Table Talk Radio. Wake up, Pastor Wolf. Like a nightmare. That's a good bumper. Theme music's over. That's Time right. to do I some d- radio. That's right. I'm ready. Oh, man, am I ready. Okay. Well, good, Born because ready. we're doing some uh, preaching to Hollywood today. We're doing some bumper sticker and church sign theology today. And if we have some time, we're doing a little Ten Commandments in the News today. Nice. So. I'm excited about that. Yeah. How's your vacation? Well, fine. Good to be back. What was the highlight? What, what, was, what was the thing you're going to take away for the rest of your life about this vacation? Well, I, I noticed it was so great. Last Wednesday, uh, there was no Table Talk radio recording. <laughs> it was just fantastic. That was my favorite part about your vacation, too. <laughs> All right. Well, let's start with some buzzwords. What do you got? Orthopraxy. That's what I got over here. Uh, ortho means straight. Praxy means practice, I guess. I suppose so. Orthopraxy means right practice, and it uh, reminds us that our theology is manifest in our doing. You know, the, there's this old thing. Remember the lex orendi, lex credendi. Everyone loves that lex orendi, lex credendi, and it just this is to say that hey, well, how you believe is manifest in how you worship and how you pray together. So we want to pursue not only orthodoxy, right doctrine, but also also orthopraxy, which is right doing. Nice. Good. Hmm. I got a buzzword for you. All right. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> got all wet. <laughs> That's the, what does that mean again? Time for your baptism verse of the day, of course. Oh, Everybody yeah. knows what That's that means. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I totally forgot we did that. That's Not like, to worry, though, because I got a Bible here. That sound effect is like the uh, the baptismal immersion verse of the day. <laughs> That's, that's right. That's no like font baptism. That's like throwing it in a, a swimming pool kind of baptism. I was worried because I heard the baptism verse of the day theme song there, the splash, and I thought, what am I going to do? And then I remembered <laughs> I got a Bible, and the Bible talks about baptism. Here, today's verse is brought to you by St. Peter, who said after he preached his Pentecost sermon and the people said, brothers, what shall we do? He answered, Acts 2.38, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness. This is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. Nice. Oh, that's nice. Good, good. 
All hey, right. Did you hear that? Baptism for the forgiveness of sins. Oh, it's so great. Uh, baptism. Uh, you know what you got to do, by the way, when we're done with playing this game? You got to splash us out. You got to splash in and splash out. That's what I think. Splash in and splash out. Thanks All for right. playing Baptism versus the Day. <laughs> See how that goes? I like it. All right. My theological buzzword for you is parousia. This is a Greek term that literally means um, coming or arrival or something like that. And uh, when it's used in theology, it's referring to the second coming of Christ. So when we talk about the parousia, we're looking that when Christ comes again to judge the living and the dead, of course, that'll be in the day of resurrection. And those who are found to be with faith in Christ will be ushered into the new heaven and new earth. And to those who have rejected such faith in Christ, who lack such faith in Christ, to the lake of fire. Pharisee. Mm. Lake of fire. All right. So we're going to do a little. Uh, you have an email for us over there with the email bag. With the, oh, yeah. With the, Sean, the Sean Kilgo email. Yeah. Pastor, Kil- Pat's Pastor Kilgo from, from you, buddy. <laughs> I remember when he, was just, when he was just a little seminarian, so it's hard for me to think of him. I, I remember when he was <laughs> sleeping on my couch in my office because he worked all night and he needed to get 30 minutes of sleep before church. <laughs> Now look, he's pastor now of four congregations. Now he sleeps in his own office. <laughs> That's right. This is this is a nice place to sleep. I got to be a pastor, so I have a couch. To sleep. Uh, let's see here. He says it's there's no he, there's nothing he says. He just says here's a song for preaching to Hollywood, and it sends us to oh. the song called uh, "Welcome to the Black Paradise." Sounds uplifting. <laughs> I'll say. Um, all right. Oh, so you just sent me the lyrics without sending me the song. So that's interesting that you would do that. You would think that a person like me would look at that and be ready to play it. But um, that's good. You can, you can uh, tell us a little bit about this song while I pull it up. Pull it up. Um, I don't know anything about it. That's why I sent it to you. Here's some lyrics, though. I'll just read. I don't have any idea if this is like a rap song or uh, like a folk melody or... Hard rock? Is that it? Is that it? The song? Nope. Nope. Uh, it says, yeah, "When I, I was a is. young boy, yeah, my father right. took me into the city." Now nah, we'd see rather a just hear it. That's fine. All right, here it is. When I was a young boy, is this right? Yeah, that's what I said. Oh, good. Took me my father to the sea. It sounds better when the they city. sing it. To see a marching band. <laughs> he said, "Somewhere." All right, so that's um, Welcome to the Black Parade. And Look at um, the words go, Sometimes I get the feeling she's watching over me, and other times I feel like I should go. 
And through it all, the rise and fall, the bodies in the streets, and when you're gone, we want you all to know we'll carry on, we'll carry on, and though you're dead and gone, believe me, your memory will carry on, we'll carry on. Hmm. I, I, uh, I've heard this song before. It's a popular song. I just never paid attention to the words before. Why do we do that? We just like, oh, yeah, this is a great song, and they're going to listen to what the words are saying. A world that sends you reeling from decimated dreams, your misery and hate will kill us all. So paint it black and take it back. Let's shout it loud and clear. Defiant to the end, we hear the call. Hmm. What is this song about? Do or die, you'll never make me because the world will never take my heart. Go and try, you'll never break me. We want it all. We want to play this part. I won't explain or say I'm sorry. I'm unashamed. I'm going to show my scars. Give a cheer for all the broken. Listen here, because it's who we are. I'm just a man, not a hero. Just a boy who had to sing this song. I'm just a man. I'm not a hero. I don't care. We'll carry on. Hmm. What the This is, is one of those we need the pop song professor on hand. I know. I know. Who can phone a friend and maybe find out what this is about. Hmm. <laughs> Welcome to the Black Parade. I mean, I think the Black Parade means the dead, the parade of the dead. Um, and so it's saying, um, I'm going to go and join. Uh, one day I'll leave you a phantom to lead you in the summer and join the Black Parade. So one day I'm going to die. Mm -hmm. What that means, I join the Black Parade, the parade of the dead, mm -hmm. who are marching on in front of us. And so now you have to go and do the work to be the savior of the broken and the beaten and the damned. I'm not sure what that means. Hmm. And I don't know who the she is, because it's the guy and his dad. And then it says, sometimes I get the feeling she's watching over me. Seems like it'd be he, like dad, but it's she. I, I don't understand that. I don't know. What do you got? Um, maybe it's his sister. <laughs> <laughs> I really I don't know. <laughs> you can't just guess. Uh, maybe it's talking about. Uh, it was talking about the Sarah, la the lady Sarah selling Palin. tacos on the street at the parade. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, hmm. she's watching over me. Um, hmm, hmm. Well, we were uh, figure. I guess we have about uh, forty seconds left here. So let's um, let's get out the now phone number, and then maybe we'll think of something during the break, huh? <laughs> It sounds good. Okay. Take it to the break. <laughs> we'll, we'll hide in unassurance <laughs> during the break, and no one will ever know. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. What do you think? What does this mean? 1-800-385-SOLA. 1-800-385-7652. You can tell us what this song means because we obviously have no clue. Also, you can send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. Get those questions. Uh, uh, emails into us questions at tabletalkradio.org uh, if you have a song that you want us to stumble upon and try to guess what it means that's the way to do it questions at tabletalkradio.org when we get back from this break uh, we'll see what Pastor Wolfmiller has come up with and then we're going to be doing some bumper stickers and church signs that's where we uh, listen to our voicemail system and listen to the the bumper stickers and church signs that are out there and try to figure out what's going on theologically or maybe the lack thereof, the theological content. And will there be time for Tinker Man with the News? That's yet to be seen here on Table Talk Radio. We'll be right back. Well, so that's how we used to be so 
listening to Table Talk Radio. I'm reading Luther's sermons from the House Postal every week. You can find it at www.hope-aurora.org. Click on the Luther Sermon Podcast. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio, where we are listening to the song Welcome to the Black Parade by Chemical Romance, and Pastor Wolfmuller has all the insights and what this hymn is all about. Well, I don't... I do not have that. But I mean, so... So it's 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 talking about the death of a father. I still don't understand what the she's doing in here. I don't wonder if that might be a typo in the lyrics. How do I find better lyrics? Um, here anyway. we can just want me rewind the song and see. It's got to be after the. It's right where you stopped it. Well, here you then, go. She. That was definitely a she. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Well, it is she. So. And, th- and through it all, the rise and fall, the bodies in the streets, and when you're gone, we want you all to know we'll carry on. Okay, so uh, this is um, this song is taking up a number of themes, even though we don't know what it's talking about. It's pull- it's t- it's taking up a number of themes that are important, mostly death, and also the idea of what we talk about when we say legacy, the fact that you know we pass on our work from ourselves to our children, especially in the church. You know the task of of preaching the gospel and uh, and baptizing and rejoicing in the Lord's wor- word ha- is handed on. It's been handed on to you and I, Evan, from the pastors that went before us. And when we die, we'll hand it on to the pastors that come after us. In some ways, that's what it's talking about. What son, when you grow up, would you be the savior, the broken, the beaten, and the damned? Now, that's a really theological language, the broken, the beaten, and the damned. But I can't see that this song actually has anything theological in it. In, in fact, I-, I wonder if the broken, beaten, and damned is... It's theological language, but it's just being used for social justice. I don't. I mean, I don't have. I don't see anything else in the context of the song to say that this isn't anything more than kind of standing up for the people who, you know, who are the outcasts of society or who are diminished in one way or another by their lot in life and so forth. Um, and it's saying, hey, we're we're trying to do good works, but we go to join the black parade. The, the 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 walking forth you know the going forth of the dead now you got to take up that work and carry on even though the bodies are in the street you know so through war and through whatever you got to carry on and then it's this idea that the generation that's dying can be confident in their death knowing that their work will not die with them so this is kind of standing in opposition to to uh, you know the, the the preaching of Ecclesiastes, which says you know you're rich, you need to die, and where's the money go? Who gets it? Uh, why are you spending all your time storing up treasures on earth when it just disappears when you when you're dead? This is saying no. If the things that we've kind of looked to spend our life on, uh, if those things are understood to be what um, worthwhile or whatever, then um, then, then we have some confidence in dying, uh, knowing that that's the case. We're so. uh, we're going through Jeremiah at my church, and just this morning we uh, were reading Jeremiah six, and you know, I mean, you read the first part of Jeremiah, and and Jeremiah is just you know laying out the destruction that's going to come to them be, from the Babylonians because of their, um, 
idolatry because of their false worship and all this kind of thing. And uh, verse 16 says, Thus says the Lord, um, Stand by the way and see and ask for the ancient paths where the good way is and walk in it, and you will find rest for your souls. But they said, We will not walk in it. And it's interesting that, you know, so stand by the way. So you're like at this fork in the road, and there's you know, two two paths to take. And it says to, to ask for the the ancient path. Well, the, what's the ancient path? Well, that's the that's the way of Moses. That's the way of the prophets. That's the, the ones that had pointed to the Lord. Trust in Him. But mm-hmm. time and time again, Israel's like, nah, <laughs> forget it. Let let's do our own thing. Let, let's worship all these false gods. Canaanites, let's bring in your gods. Uh, let's 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 put those right next to our God, and and everything can be kosher. No problem. Right. That's right. So I don't know how that applied, but it did somehow. Yeah, I'm sure it was right on spot. I don't uh, know. I wonder what Sean, what the heck Sean was thinking with this. You know, I mean, this this is a song that has a lot of theological words and themes in it. Maybe that's what Sean was looking at, because it is amazing how, you know, the, the, theology is everywhere, and that is something important for us to remember. Yes. I don't know. I don't know what Sean is. Maybe having four parishes is making him go crazy. Does he have four parishes? Yeah, man, why not? Okay. Uh, all right. So let's turn to the voicemail system. Now, if you have a church sign or a bumper sticker to let us know about, you can give us a call, 1-800-385-SOLA, and uh, we'll play it on the air at some point in the distant future. <laughs> and let's let's go ahead and uh, listen to some of those and see what we get. Hello, this is Molly, and I have a church sign uh, in Nashville, Tennessee, a Presbyterian church. The church sign just said, Tending Our Dreams. Good luck with that one. <laughs> Tending Our Dreams. Oh, I know exactly what to do with that. Okay. Tending Our Dreams. I'm yes. just kidding. I got nothing. <laughs> well, what kind of church was it? I missed it. A Presbyterian church. Oh, what's what's interesting much. about churches use, taking up this dream language is that this is this is all the rage so that you know, we ha- we we would you would think that you show up to church to gather around the scriptures to hear what the Lord's word says to hear maybe God's word preached upon hear long gospel rightly divided, but unfortunately, most churches they're talking about their dreams. <laughs> I mean, That's right. You, you ever had someone at work say, "Hey, I got this horrible nightmare," and you're like, "I don't want to hear it. I don't care." <laughs> I don't care what your dreams are. <laughs> That's right. So there was like this man, and it was, so you were there, but it wasn't you. It was like something else. And it, oh, man, it was so confusing. <laughs> it's even better when you tell it, though. <laughs> Tending your dreams. Of course. Uh, I mean, this is part that uh, you should you know follow what? your dreams kind of a mantra. That yeah, that's right. Like your church. life is like a dream garden, and... And we're here to help you tend it, you know. Like, you you probably get a lot of weeds in your dreams, and <laughs> you know the rabbits come and try to eat all your dream fruit or whatever. And so, so we gotta, we're gonna build a little fence, and we're gonna weed the garden, and we're gonna come to fertilize your dreams so that your dreams come to pass. Like that's what the church is. Lord have mercy. Yeah, that's so, just really terrible. Tend your dream. I bet you that's what's going on. It's saying, "Hey, you got lots of dreams. We're here to help you. Help uh, you interpret them." It's like the Joseph ministry or something. Mm-hmm. 
So, mm-hmm. so you have a dream, and and uh, we'll tell you what it means, and then we'll start building storehouses or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows? Maybe, maybe that's what it is. Let's build barn dream barns. <laughs> well, how about that for the name of a church? Dream barn church. <laughs> Storing up your dreams. <laughs> Let's tear down this dream barn church and build a bigger dream barn church because we need to dream bigger. You know, that's how people talk about prayer nowadays, too. You got to pray bigger. You got to th- dream bigger. You got to have these. What is it? What is this funny thing that all these people say? This is one of those. You got to have the big, hairy, audacious goals or whatever. And unless you have all these big, hairy, that's how they talk about it, too. The big, hairy, audacious grows. It's like, that's gross. Remember the Jim Gaffigan where he's talking about fat back? Have you ever had, tried fat back? <laughs> Do you remember that? Uh, no, it's, maybe it's because it's called fat back. <laughs> I don't know what word creeps me out more, fat or back. Why do they add hairy to it? <laughs> this is some delicious hairy fat back. That reminds me, your uncle called. <laughs> this is uh, the big, hairy, audacious goals is what you're supposed to have. That's just <laughs> stupid. Oh, man, I was going to say something. You threw me off at the fat back thing. <laughs> <laughs> It was the Your hairy, uncle called. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me. Orthopraxy. <laughs> I don't even know what your buzzword was because we were interrupted by name that that uh, baptism verse. Yeah, that's that's too bad. That may be part of my strategy. So what are we doing here? Let's are we the, still talking about a song? Or let's, let's no, do, we're talking about a. Welcome the to thing. the show, uh, man. Vacation was your, a long one. Harvest your dreams. <laughs> The church. I think that's what this is. I think that's what that's talking about. And, oh, so this reminds me of this quote that uh, our friend Dr. Sinkbile was reading to me from the Rod Dreher Benedict option today. And he's talking, he's quoting someone else in there, quote, a quote, of a quote, of a quote, talking about how the idea that we, that we think of people, that it used to be religious man is on the quest for salvation. But psychological man is on the quest for fulfillment and satisfaction. And the psychological idea of man has prevailed. Hmm. So that we live in the day of the psychological man. This is we, the, our, So that, the, uh, like, that we have dreams and goals and all this sort of stuff for, for whatever reason matters to people these days. And now the church has been taken into that. It caters to the psychological man. You remember when um, many years ago, like 15 years ago or something like that, the, the, the Secret came out? It was a book and they made a DVD. And it was basically, you know, if you have positive thoughts, then the laws of the universe, uh, laws of attraction of the universe will give you positive things. Yeah. I wonder when, when that came out, people like Joel Osteen were like, hey, that's ours. You can't have it without God. <laughs> That's right. I mean, you're taking our, our our bread and butter. I think it went the other way, though. I mean, there are all these new agey things, and Joel Osteen says, "Hey, we could make that work in the church." Yeah, that could be. I'm under chicken or egg problem, I guess. It's just the same thing, you know. The, the faith is good things gravity to draw the juju juice of the universe to you. We'll be right back. You have enough faith for For those times when you just want to be alone, this is Table Talk Radio. 
Martin Luther says that the most common idol in all of the world is the idol of money, that we trust in it, that we fear losing it, that we think that because we have it, we're secure. Here at Table Talk Radio, we have the solution for this idolatry. Click the Donate Now button on our website, and you will support the ongoing efforts of Table Talk Radio to spread this word of God throughout the world. Table Talk Radio is listener-supported. If you would like to help with the financial needs of Table Talk Radio, just click the Donate button on our website tabletalkradio.org Hey! Daily devotions for your family. Around the Word is found at whatdoesthismean.org Bumper stickers, church signs, Table Talk Radio, a recipe for disaster. The disaster continues here. And we're listening to your voicemails at one I resent all those bad things you say about our show all the time. So, uh, wait a minute. Do you ever listen to yourself? <laughs> you know, you can insult your own mother. I guess... <laughs> if she's a hippie. <laughs> She's, uh, you better watch out. She's like... She, <laughs> she's close by? <laughs> no, no, she's not. Okay. She's... she's uh, th- see, this is this is why we need to get back on Table Talk Radio, because whenever... Or, sorry, when we get back on... Uh, what's that thing called? The Facebook? We yeah. Start, we're doing live stuff. She 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 hones in on it, and, and as soon as the hippie thing comes out, she's calling in. So mm. Just warning you. Yeah. She always happens to tune in whenever I'm calling her a hippie. <laughs> no, I know. It's like she was like... She had like 10 minutes between flights last time, and she saw that we were doing something live, and so she pulls it up on her phone. <laughs> anyway. Crazy. Well, here's another one. Church billboard, Westminster Presbyterian Church. We have profit sharing. As in <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> oh, man. Presbyterian, it's a clean sweep so far. Two for two Presbyterian churches. Yeah. Yeah, so they got profit sharing. You know the problem with that sign is I I always forget how to spell profit the right way. You know you do F I T P H E T. I know yeah. I'm always mixed up on it. So uh, you're talking about people's false profits, and they're like, I thought my money was fine. I, yeah, I, right, that's right. It's true money. It's not monopoly false, money. False prophecy. <laughs> Overinvested. Um. We have profit sharing, so that's this. By the way, fits the apparent only requirement for a church sign, and that it is it a is it a pun? And maybe this close second requirement is that it's not funny. You know, puns are rarely funny. They have to be. You know, a pun has to cause someone to get hurt to be funny. What? <laughs> I mean, like, you know, like if in a Shakespeare play, if there's some sort of pun and. You know, feel my head, let me feel your pate kind of thing, and ha-ha, slap, and someone gets hit. That's funny, but just otherwise, puns are... Okay, oh, man, so... They're for the birds. You're, you're, you're going to tell me you didn't laugh at the string of puns that Jim Gaffigan had in his stand-up. What, what did he say? I can't remember. Um, when, when, he, uh, when he personified underwear that was giving up... <laughs> I don't remember that. You know, uh, I don't think Uh-oh. I'd say the first one on the air. I don't know the others. Yeah. I'll have to go watch it. <laughs> All right, fine. I'm tired of... Maybe, I mean, maybe Jim Gaffigan took the challenge. He's like, I'm going to take the not funniest thing ever, a pun, 
and I'm going to make it funny because that's how good I am. <laughs> I think that's what it was. I mean, he does that. That's what his basic challenge is. I'm going to take things that are not funny, like whales <laughs> or bacon. Bacon's not bacon's serious. And he takes bacon and makes it funny. See, so his whole life has been doing that. And so I, it does, I guess it doesn't surprise me totally that he makes puns funny. But otherwise, this. So it also is the fourth requirement of the church sign, which is to assume that the reason why people aren't coming to your church is because they think that you probably don't have a sense of humor. Right. Or right. Maybe, maybe what it is is, is, um, is you say people are driving by and they're like, I want to go to a place where people think they're funny but aren't. In other words, I want to go to a place with puns. <laughs> and, and the, the church. That's what they're and going for. They're going for that niche. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so your your church side basically becomes an advertisement of, hey, we're what you're looking for if what you're looking for is people who think they're funny but aren't. I mean, it's it's one thing when see I I never know who is in charge of doing the church sign out there by the curb. I mean, I, I sometimes think it's like the church secretary feels obligated to change it every few weeks, so she looks it up on the internet and put things out. But what what's exceptional about this one is it's not just that they went out to the church sign by the curb and put the little black letters and little things, but this was a billboard. So they spent probably fifteen thousand oh, dollars putting that out there. <laughs> Man. Talking did about you, did you hear about loss. my billboard idea? Did you know that I now well, I don't I I am in I'm on I'm part of a team that owns the website what's wrong with my church.com hmm. and we're going to start making these videos so that you could put a big billboard up it says what's wrong with my church.com and you go to that link and there's my face telling you what's wrong with your church. Uh now you're going to put out actually, specific churches or just just yeah, ra- so, rail be, on so the videos are going to be like this. What's uh, what's the difference between the Catholic Church and the Bible? What's the difference between, apparently, we got to do this. What's the difference between the Presbyterians and the Bible? What's the difference between the Libs and the Bible? Uh, and all this sort of thing. So you get to select your church, and then we get to tell you what's what's the difference. That's like That'll be a you fun know, project. If you, if you give me a dime, I'll insult you kind of a thing. <laughs> Well, that's what you'll set up at the at the fair. Uh-huh. The uh, what county are you in? Aurora County it was uh, uh, Arapahoe. Arapahoe I, County you know, Fair. I, I think, and 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 our two table talk radio listeners are proof of this. There's all sorts of people who are out there, and they're theology nerds. You know, they're studying the Bible and theology, and they and they start to get the sense that hey, hey, uh, my preacher is saying things different than what the Bible says. But they don't know. They, they don't know that they're Lutheran. That's the problem. I mean, they are Lutheran, but they just don't. They haven't realized that that's what they are yet. So you got to raise up the flag and try to find those folks. That's what we're after. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Well, let's hear another one. Hi, Pastor. My name is Jonathan. I was driving home from work, and I saw this church sign in Franklin, Tennessee. At Heritage Christian Church. It read, 50 stars, 13 stripes, one God, indivisible. Now, I get what they were going for, but it really sounds like the American flag is their god, if you just read it. <laughs> Thanks. Have a nice day. Not a bad point. What do you think? I was reading this guy. Did I tell you about this on the air already? Uh, this uh, Matt Richards wrote the book, uh, Will the Real Jesus Stand Up? And uh, I think it's coming out in CPH this summer. It's going to be a great book. I mean, it is a great book because I read it. I think they just got to finish typos and stuff and publish the thing. And um 
And one of the false Christs he has is the patriotic Jesus. <laughs> it's this great confusion of church and state uh, that the United States is the nation chosen by God and so forth. And uh, that is an idol. It's not the true... It's not the true Jesus who says my kingdom is not of this world. So it sounds like that that uh, that church sign is getting a little mixed up on the um, on the idea of the patriotic uh, and the and the Christian. For some reason, I'm thinking that Gene Edward Veith has a book similar to that theme. Am I? I don't know about, about the it. Civil God or something like that. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't know. So yeah. So so here's I mean here's the thing. Um, we we oftentimes think that. Um, that uh, the God of our country is the Father, Son, Holy Spirit God. Um, and I, in, in some cases, I suppose a, a person, whoever's talking at the podium that day, that could be the case. But um, it's it's wrong to assume that the that the God that's, you know, spoken about in the Pledge of Allegiance or the God that the dollar bill is talking about is the one true God um, because uh, uh, well there's not enough information given and, and so when you know, people always say that the you know the, the founding fathers uh, or that this this country was built on on uh, Christ, on the Christian God or uh, this thing really uh, gets me the judeo-christian God what's that by the way <laughs> we got you got Jesus and Moses both living in your heart like my <laughs> like the guy kinky Friedman said remember yeah, <laughs> got Jesus. I, I'm a so, Judeo-Christian. I got Jesus and and Moses. <laughs> so I mean, the, the point the point that we're driving at here is that um, our God is very exclusive when He says through His Son, uh, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through Me." So that would exclude um, Jews who would say of Jesus that He was not the Messiah that then he, Jews and Christians don't worship the same God. Jesus said, if you reject me, you reject the one who sent me. Um, so uh, in order to be talking about the same God, we need to be talking about the God who sends his son uh, and the, the Holy Spirit who dies for sins and rises again on the third day. And if you lack that Jesus, then you lack that God. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, let's try to get one more in before our break here. Hey, this is Randall Smith, a listener from northern Indiana. I found a church sign I thought you might like. It's at the New Paris Missionary Church in New Paris, Indiana, and it reads, Dumb as you are, you can change on the inside. Thanks very much. Ah, that one is punny, right? Did you catch you the bu- pun? You bumped it. You kind of blurred out on me a little bit. Can you can you give oh. it to me again? How did it go? Uh uh, come as you are, you can change on the inside. Ah, <laughs> that's funny. You don't have to change your clothes before you get here. We got changing rooms for the heart. I don't even think Jim Gaffigan could. <laughs> I just get, I'm just distressed that that like the only option apparently for a funny Christian is puns. It's like what are we saying to the world? What, what more is it's, there? Pun is so desperate, you know. Look, you got to it's like in some ways you, you know, you can tell that people they don't they just they don't dress their age and you kind of you're like, "Oh, it's sad, you know. They're dressing like they're 13 and they're 75. It just doesn't work." <laughs> and a pun is like that in the mouth. 
You know, I, I think it's, it's just I think it's more like the person who didn't realize fashion had changed, so they're still wearing their jacket and boots from the '70s and don't realize that uh, we're not wearing clothes like that anymore. I think that's the better analogy. Well, they, if they're if they're stuck in that scenario, they can still change on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. More on Table Talk Radio. I don't get worked up about bad theology. I'm getting worked up about bad jokes. No. If you want to harangue. Podcasting before it was cool. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. I save all the good stuff for grappling with the text, a little video Bible study that you could find at worldvieweverlasting.com. It's like the two-minute warning at a blowout game, last segment of Table Talk Radio. <laughs> Let's just finish it. The stands have emptied here at Table Talk Radio Arena. <laughs> Let's just call it. Anyway, we're doing some more. It's, yeah, there's no score. We're tied at zero. I don't even have a buzzword to get points with, and we're not even really playing a game. There's so many things to be disappointed about in this episode. Oh, Mordecai, here's another one. This is your Latin teacher <laughs> listener from Colorado. I have a bumper sticker for you. It's help save America, pray the rosary. And on another note, a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago during Wednesday Whatnot, Pastor Wolf Mueller correctly got the plural for bonus both in the original Latin and in the English. If he has not yet, he really ought to award himself points for that. Oh. Ah, points! Yeah, there it is. So, aren't you glad we didn't I stop early? Points. <laughs> how do you say the? How do you say A plus in Latin? I don't know. Uh, a magnus. T- tell That's you what, what I got here. Tell you what, I'm going to give you some points. Magnus. I'm going to give you uh, forty-seven points for getting the Latin right on that Wednesday. Was not Wednesday? What not? And, uh, so what was the bumper sticker or the, the church sign? Something about the rosary. Um, it said, uh, help save America, pray the rosary. Ah, yes. Catholics are all worked up about the rosary. I saw a bumper sticker the other day that said, pray to end abortion. And I thought, you know what? That's a good idea. <laughs> I like that bumper sticker. Now, now uh, is, is the... You got, you got all this kind of Catholic virtue signaling with the praying the rosary stuff. The Catholics, like the like the Calvinists, are getting all... They're like getting extra Calviny and extra Catholicy these days, <laughs> and so, you know, it used to be t- ten, twenty years ago. You talk to a Catholic like, ah, oh, yeah, we don't really worship Mary. Now you talk to a Catholic and they're like, yep, we worship Mary. <laughs> Rubbing it in your face. Yeah. What you guys don't have a mother to worship? Too bad. You should be Catholic. That's how they are now. They're all obnoxious about it. So. Now, see, I, I don't know anything about the rosary, but uh, I think it's. I mean, obviously, the prayer, uh, the, the prayer to Mary. We would say, uh, we, if you have no promise that Mary hears you, and you have a promise that the intercessor does hear you, and brings our prayers before the Father, 
then why not pray to the one who promises to hear you? Uh, so there's that. Yeah. But but as far as the rosary, it's there's that. Is concerned, yep, there's that. Um, <laughs> there's that. Uh, the, the, I think the rosary is just a, a string of beads to as a kind of a habit reminder way to keep track of your prayers. Isn't that how it goes? Yeah, yeah, that's right. And you have different size beads, and you have different prayers when you get them to. Here's here's what it is. I got the list here. Uh, one, make the sign of the cross. That's when you get to the the cross and you say the apostles creed then the our father then three hail marys then gloria patri uh which i would suggest omitting during lent except for we're not praying the rose remember then announce the first mystery and say the our father there's different mysteries that you can do uh say 10 hail marys say the glory to the father pray the our father repeat six and seven continue with the third and fifth mysteries in the same manner etc here is the uh hail mary uh hail holy queen mother of mercy our light oh this is different Pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. That's also a little different. Hmm. Um, where's the Hail Mary here? But Hail I mean, as, as far as a, as a, I mean, so I guess my, 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 the question I'm driving at, um, could, could one potentially sort of Lutheranize this thing to make it, to, to, to save it, <laughs> so to speak, so that, that, one could use some kind of a device in the hand as a way to remember to pray. So you know, we have in the catechism um, Luther's uh, you know, morning and bedtime little rite of, of devotion. What if we uh, made some kind of a physical reminder of, of, of following through that little rite? Yeah, that's fine. The problem with the rosary is that you have the beads there so that because, you're, because your prayers are so repetitive. So you're praying the same thing over and over and ah, over again. Gotcha. So it wouldn't it wouldn't become useful for us because if you you what you would have to do is tra- transform it into um, uh, meditating on the scriptures. That's where the repetition comes in, because when the scriptures speak explicitly against the that that sort of repetitive nature of prayer, because it becomes pagan. So when we pray, we wake up, we make the sign of the cross, we bless ourselves in the, with the Lord's name. We pray the creed and the Lord's Prayer and the morning prayer and prayers for ourselves and for others, and then we meditate on the Ten Commandments. Um, like if you had a catechism bead thing and you went through and you had ten beads for the commandments and seven for the petitions of the Lord's Prayer to meditate on them, that would be all right. But we don't want to, we we don't want to kind of track our prayers like that. That sort of prayer tracking comes from the Catholic tradition of penance, because, we, we, you know, each time you say a Hail Mary, it becomes a uh, meritorious act, and but you got to you know you're counting them up, uh, fighting against your sin and so forth. So we we do want to reject that idea altogether. Okay, well said. Let's hit another voicemail. Hey, this is Gideon uh, out here in Imperial, Nebraska, and just past the Methodist Church sign that says "Down in the Mouth." Time for a faith lift. Ah! <laughs> What's wrong with that one? <laughs> uh, just need a little faith lift. Uh, faith, know, man, there's faith lift. Someone, there's got to be a book out there that someone that said, "Church signs made me an atheist." Uh-huh. I'm gonna look into that. These are soul-destroying puns, man. That's just killing me over here. Down in the mouth, get a faith lift. It's not even a good setup. The setup for the pun should be something like, really ugly? 
get a faith lift. <laughs> Down in the mouth is not that's that is itself a cliche that doesn't even fit. How can you you're setting up a cliche you're a pun with a cliche? Just <laughs> when when is the Luther what the what is the thing called the Wolfmuller School of Hilarity? is more desperately needed now more than ever, apparently. <laughs> Where every joke We're going to have explained. a whole tract on church signs. <laughs> yeah, let me know how that goes. All right, let's hit another one then. Bumper sticker. First duty of government, protect the powerless against the powerful. Coexist. All believe in corporations are people when Texas executes one. Keep up the mediocre work. Bye. Well, we got a plethora of bumper stickers. Yeah, on that man. One. Oh, man. I thought, you know, the first government protect the powerless against the powerful. And I was thinking, hey, that's right. That's why we shouldn't, by the way, kill the babies. But uh, <laughs> I bet you that's not what this means, that the coexist bumper sticker is going to put this in the context of a social justice warrior. And who are the powerless? I mean, I don't know. Pick your, I guess you get to pick your oppression these days. You can have a whole buffet of oppressions. Like, you know, you were born a man or whatever. That can be an oppression. Or. Who knows the amount of melatonin you got in your skin? That's a form of oppression. Or being a woman apparently is automatically being born under oppression. And by the way, we are triggering because we are you and I are both oh yeah white men. That's right. At least we self-identify as white men on the radio, <laughs> making us the world dominators, basically. Speak for yourself. But just our very presence puts people in subjection. <laughs> our existence all right I, I i need you to respond to this one is our our i forgot what i said exactly but are people still people when texas executes one <laughs> yeah, that's right so the idea that the death penalty is a denial of humanity you know ah it's uh no of course i mean that's the point is that when someone becomes a murderer they and in and not of course even in every case, but when someone becomes a murderer, they've they what they've done is they have have decided that they they are bringing death upon humanity, and the only thing, even though they are a person, um, they have to be put to death precisely because their act of murder was the destruction of a human being. Right, right. So this is really interesting. I mean, the logic of capital punishment is put <laughs> forth in the book of Genesis, where it says that because we are created in God's image. Therefore, a murderer is to be put to death. Capital punishment is is not a denial of humanity; it's in fact uh, it's in fact a defense of the humanity of every person. Yeah, I know. So, so to make the assertion that uh, the people who advocate for uh, capital punishment are denying the uh, humanity of the of the people on death row, in, in fact, no one is actually making that. Assertion. So it's not like um, the the government says, "Well, these people on death row aren't really people, so we might as well kill them." Uh, but that argument is actually made in the abortion side of things. People are saying they these the the unborn is not a human being deserving of human rights. But no one's saying that about capital punishment. Yeah, right. We're going to kill them because they're not human. No, we're going to kill them because they're human who they killed other people. Life. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Um, let's see, is that this one? Bumper sticker. First duty of government. Oh, yeah. Okay, here's another one. Same caller. This is Frederick in Dane County, Wisconsin. Bumper sticker! <laughs> Talk for a political revolution. God bless. 
Oh. Uh, everyone loves the revolution now. I mean, everybody, you know, they go crazy um, by that. You know, anyway. All right. Well, that's going to... I'm against it. If, if revolutions assume emergencies, not God's ordering of things. That's why we have to stand against them. Do not honk for revolutions. All honk right. for Table Talk Radio. And for orthopraxy. Thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Where the points are A. Magnus. You forgot the buzzword. You really did forget the buzzword. Thanks for listening to this edition said. of Table Talk Radio. What Table Talk Radio is not for everyone. Parousia. Please consult your pastor before oh, listening yeah, to right. Table Talk Radio. Side effects may include nausea, vomiting, headache, heartburn, hair loss, hallucinations, and aversion to incomplete sentences with aquatic imagery, psychosis, coma, death, halitosis, lung cancer, brain tumors, sleep gain, internal bleeding, internal combustion, a sudden craving to smell your backseat, claustrophobia, an uncontrollable urge to fight the capitalists on Twitter, and falling off your treadmill. For more information, visit tabletalkradio.org.